0: Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday. You know what that means? It is another episode of Snipes and Stripes right here on nofilter.net. I got the wine tonight, not my whiskey in the wild, whiskeyinthewild.com, Get your chocolate and chocolate whiskey. That is my whiskey, just so you know. So make sure you reach out, grab a bottle. It is the holiday season, Tim. It's one of the best gifts you can have. It is, um, it's probably going to be one of the best drinking experiences you've ever had. But tonight, I got wine. And we also have another one of our great sponsors tonight for. Snipes and Stripes, you know who it is. It's one of your favorites too, because you're the betting man. Bet online, Tim. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the week. Welcome to everything, partner. What's going on? Give us a little bet online and tell us what's happening with you this week.
1: Well,
2: I've been on fire this week, pal, on on my game so far. But we're going to give a shout out to Bet Online. Thank you very much. Tremendous sponsor. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, BetOnline has info available at your fingertip with both, both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport. That is played from MMA to international soccer head online today and remember to use our promo code believe BLEAV for your 50% discount welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts, buddy. And thank you, Bet Online. We love you guys.
0: Yeah, it must have been real crazy watching the Bet Online lines go like crazy after that, that Kansas City game with that offsides. It must have been going crazy. People like, oh my god, we won this game, and then, right? You know, it's we, we can chat about this real quick before we bring on probably one of the one of the most exciting guests that we've had so far. Uh, this year, and I think a guy that everybody's going to love to hear about, Evander Kane, we're very proud to be able to talk to him tonight, especially in the middle of the season, for him to take the time to come, up with, uh, come on with us is going to be a lot of fun listening to Evander and what's going on up there in Edmonton. But just talking about that game, just let's talk football, just for a quick second, just yeah. for a quick second, because it's not too often that you see late in the game, last two minutes, a team that is one of the best in the league is getting ready to go down. They score one of the most unbelievable touchdowns of all time Kelsey with the you know with the with the uh the the lateral and touchdown and the guy standing off sides like (laughs) like, listen how dumb do you have to be as a player to to obey the first rule that you learn in football is to line up on sides first rule it's unbelievable it's unbelievable
2: I, I I can't you can't even make this stuff up But I got to be honest, I kind of enjoyed it because I loved seeing Patrick Mahomes meltdown afterwards. And I thought he acted like a whiny little baby when he was hugging. I think
0: he lost lost a lot of fans and a lot of respect by doing that, don't
2: you think? When he was hugging Josh Allen and said, that's the worst call in in the history of the NFL. Give me a break, dude. You know what? I've watched a lot of uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, games. You know, they're close to, to in proximity to me in St. Louis. Trust me. Patty Mahomes, you got a lot of breaks this year from the officiating. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and for him, for, you know, so it, it bothered me. I I kind of enjoyed it. I got a giggle out of it. You know, I
0: thought I thought it was um, it was pretty crazy to see all the all the media and some of the announcers talk about that play. They're like, listen, yeah, it didn't have anything to do with the play, but it is a rule. What what are you supposed to throw away the rule because it was a great play? I mean, that made Patrick look like so dumb. But listen, this is the the fault of the guy who didn't look next to him, didn't look where the scrimmage line was, and stood right there in one of the biggest moments of the game. I mean, come on. you, You know who really wasn't happy with the call?
2: Swifty. Old Taylor Swift. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she's gonna lose some airtime with that, with that, with that play, right? She's not gonna get on, on camera. Oh, well, listen, we're, we're gonna re- we're gonna put we're gonna reach out to uh, to our guy Vander Kane. We're gonna bring him on the show. We're very excited to have him. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about the season, about himself, about Connor McDavid. I, I think everybody should be excited about what's happening right here because. It's not too often that you get a player that's in the middle of the season to jump on a show and do a podcast like this, and it shows you how great of a guy Evander Kane is uh, to be able to take some time off of his schedule and jump on with us. It's, um, I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping we we ask him the right questions. That's what I'm hoping. Bring him on, buddy. Huh? Let's bring him on. Well, he's in the queue. Uh, maybe he's got to turn his uh, his camera on, or uh, I don't know if it, he's he's in the queue waiting. Hopefully, he can he can find the find the queue to jump. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Look at the stud. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that stud. Like, I know What's going on, guys? I know, I know you're a great hockey player, but the, the many people say like you're one of the most beautiful like men in the world, like like pretty <laughs> men in the
1: world. I, I don't hear that uh, too often from the the hockey world, that's for sure. OK, well, you heard
0: it from this hockey world, so that's <laughs> <laughs> Well, well hey, Thanks, welcome to are. the show. Welcome to the show, Evander. We're so, so excited to have you. Uh, there's so many people out there that are that are big fans of yours. And and obviously, you know, you bring so much to the game, so much to your team and, and your career has been has been it's been up. It's been down. It's been strong. It's been great. It's kind of kind of resembles my own career. And I, I have a, such a high admiration for you. And I'm really excited that, that you're on here. So I appreciate you being on with us. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. I looked at the schedule and, and we always film on Wednesdays and I go Tuesday, Thursday, they're at home Maybe He'll do this for us. But like before he came on the show, JR said, he goes, it's not too often we get a player that's actively, you know, you guys are busy, man. You, and, you know, you're at home tonight. You got three kids running around probably right now, like wondering where daddy is. So we really appreciate it. Let's get right to the – let's get – I'm glad we got you on now instead of like a month ago when 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 it, it seemed like it was a dumpster fire in Edmonton. You guys have won eight games in a row. That, as JR, you know, you played in this league. It's tough to win eight games in a row. You look at, at uh, San Jose; they beat Winnipeg, I think, last night. You, it doesn't matter who you're playing in this league. You can you cannot take any win, uh, any game for granted. How have you guys strung eight wins together, buddy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we we obviously dug ourselves a, a massive hole early in the season. Um, I think part of kind of digging ourselves into the hole, realizing that you know if we let this continue we're going to be out of the playoffs uh, before Christmas. Um, and obviously nobody signed up uh, this season for, for that to transpire. So um, I think our backs were against the wall. We, we dug deep. We realized we needed to play a certain way to have some success and, and really win some hockey games. And, um, you know, we, we've won eight in a row ever since Washington. I actually, I'll give you guys a little bit of a story here. Um, going into that game against Washington, I, I told the boys, I said, if we win five in a row, uh, that sixth game in warm-up, I'll rock double Rolexes in warm-up. <laughs> and, uh, and awesome. you know, I said, it as, I said it in a way, like, you know, just to you know, give the boys something to try to motivate, yeah, you know, get, get the boys going. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, I said, yeah, I'll do it for sure. And we ended up winning five games in a row. And then we won that fifth game and after the game, the boys were not letting me off the hook so oh, uh it was actually not. i forgot who we played and there's some video footage i think you'll be seeing it probably come up pretty shortly but uh i had our uh, team trainer um brad harrison cut off like half, half of my old gloves so you could see the rest <laughs> <in warm-up>. and warm up and i was rocking double rollies and the darn on earth put on a song that uh uh, that roly, roly, roly song when we came up for warm up. So it was, uh, it was pretty fun. But uh, the boys loved it. And I think if we get to twenty wins in a row, you're going to see Connor McDavid and uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman rocking the double rollers too. Well, they should. And I, I listen. If, if
0: you're going to win twenty games, I think your whole team will rock double rollers. That's. What <laughs> yeah. But isn't that what the game is about? Right, having that camaraderie, having that thing that we can all kind of rally around and and be all a part of a team, like you did that. And that's kind of a lost art in the game today. We used to have these things back in the day and and you played uh, played for a long time. So you kind of know how that team chemistry works by doing little things like that. Um, Do you see that still very often or did you do that because you just wanted to just do something to bring the team
1: together? Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't, Personally, I like to do little things like that. I think, you know, especially when the season was not going how we wanted, you want to try to keep the room light, Um, you know, especially going into going into uh, the start of a new game, Um, you know, you can really only focus on that next game. Um, I think uh, team camaraderie and having fun uh, in the locker room is really important. I think um, having fun on the plane is really important, you know, on the road. Um, So those are things that you know i kind of saw when i first got in the league um, it was kind of trending out of that old school kind of you know early 2000s late 90s I you are old school my friend of you, know, that you are
0: old school you are old school my friend you know that right you have that old school in you for <laughs> sure you would have been perfect in your yeah, era. so so you know you said something you said something interesting which i kind of want you to go back like so you build that camaraderie Obviously, starting the season, a lot, a lot of people, including myself, thought gave you guys probably one of the top um, probably prospects for winning the Stanley Cup. And then the season started. What, what happened in the beginning of the season and, and what was the change? And, and I know you guys had a coaching change. What was the atmosphere, the attitude in the locker room? It couldn't have been, it couldn't have been nice. It couldn't have been pleasant. And who were the guys that kind of kept, kept that energy going? Changing a coach is really difficult. Was it that or was what what changed from the beginning till now?
1: Well, I think um, obviously, you know, we had high expectations for ourselves as a group um, going into the season. I think we put, I think maybe we just didn't handle the pressure as a, as a team. We probably should have. I think we... We put a lot of emphasis on having such a great start, and we had the complete opposite. Um, we had the worst start you could possibly have. Um, you know, anytime a coach gets fired with a team that uh, has aspirations of winning the Stanley Cup less than 20 games in, um, it's embarrassing uh, as players and for us as a group. And, um, you know, Woody's a guy that uh, obviously came in a few years ago. Uh, did a great job with our group. Uh, he, he didn't lose the room. I know that was a narrative that maybe people were trying to say, but he didn't. Um, but management thought it would be best to make a change. And usually when those things happen, you can respond one of two ways. Um, you know, you can rather mail it in, or you can uh, push forward and 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 prove, uh, prove the type of team that you really are. That's uh, the route we decided to choose.
2: You know what? Uh, I, I like the word that you... I'd never heard that before, to be honest with you, players saying that they were embarrassed. I, You know, Craig Berube, as you know, just got fired here in St. Louis, a good friend of mine. I, I'm pissed off today because I know what a good person Craig is and it's not his fault. And to hear you say that it's embarrassing, I didn't understand, JR, you went through coaching changes. Uh, is it really like that where you're like, it, 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 even though you're not winning, you still go, you know what, I, I let this guy down. Is that how you guys feel? Because I've met, I haven't heard that before. Jr. asking me? me? I, asking
0: I, Oh, I thought you were talking to talking to Vander. Right. I hey, listen. I think that's the responsible way to react is to be embarrassed that you didn't pull the job and do the do the things that your coach outlines, whether it's uh an a identity or it's a system and you know jay woodcroft is a good person and and i think Kaner, you'd agree with me jay woodcroft is a good person a smart person and look last year everything was rolling along just fine and i actually love Kaner that you said that you guys were embarrassed and that kind of you know lit a fire under your asses and how you guys responded is really is, you got you got to be commended for how you guys have responded for sure um you know
2: what there's there's uh something that i want to bring up Keener and jr you you, you're not aware of this but evander and i didn't really like each other early in our career and he was young and cocky and i was old and cocky and uh (laughs) and we had a play one that one day and it was
1: one of the worst rest of the league (laughs) finally somebody said it finally somebody said it (laughs) my my first couple years i hated Tim. i hated him (laughs) (laughs) tell me why please tell me why i gotta hear why well i just he was all he would always call penalties on me i mean nobody likes that and then it was it was and i think this is where you're going with this tim but let me know if i'm wrong so we're in tampa bay and i am i'm on we've already moved to winnipeg yeah from atlanta so i'm in winnipeg and i'm battling for a puck in the corner okay in the offensive zone and i get knocked down from behind and i go to reach for the puck okay in the corner and tim timmy's sitting in the corner just standing there right and he suddenly just collects the puck with his foot and pushes it away from my stick <laughs> during the play <laughs> and, and i look up at him like is you've got to be kidding me like this is insane <laughs> and obviously that didn't make me like timmy any more oh. than i already had right so um but then we I, run into each other
0: i hey? yeah
1: i don't um, know why i did that i don't know why I did that. <laughs> Maybe you just weren't a very good skater. I don't know what it was, but yeah, it uh, kicked was. the puck away from me.
2: So it's funny, though, and we've all experienced this, where where your perception of somebody is X, but you, it's because you see them on TV and you don't really know them. And then, so my wife and I are in, and, and JR, you love the Cove in the Bahamas in Nassau. and Nassau. My wife there, and I are there at the Cove, and I'm on the beach, and hanging out with Tisha and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm go check out the pool and, you know, see if there's any hotties over there or whatever. And I go over to the pool and there was a hottie. It was, a, it was uh, 91 and he's in the pool and he's got the champagne and, the, and a cigar going. And I'm like, I want to hang out with this guy. And he sees me and he's like, me, come on. And we hung out the rest of the day, went out to dinner that night. And it's funny. All it takes is a, a simple interaction where it's a player and a ref. And then when you see each other away from the game, you realize – yeah, we're just, we're, we're all pretty good people. We're all kind of, we're going to battle and so on. And that's kind of where, when we hit it off. And, and, uh, I've, I've, you know, I love, I love your style. I love how you play. And I want you to talk about, did you saw the PK Subban video the other day? Did you see, I'm see the, that.
1: the short clip?
2: Yeah. Yeah. A short clip about him yeah. saying that he wasn't really able to, um, celebrate you know he was told when he played for team canada you can't celebrate like you do for the montreal canadians and you're you're a very colorful person jr is myself and and sometimes that brings attention to to our uh, you know to us did you ever because you're out there man you were out there when you were in atlanta and winnipeg and buffalo did you ever feel like i just want to be my this is who i am man i just want to be myself like, and I'm sorry that I don't fit this this NHL mode or or whatever, which I think is bullshit. You should be able to be yourself. And the, the league needs more colorful people in the league and guys that want to be express themselves. Did you ever feel like you were held back because of that?
1: Oh, 100 percent I think um a big part of uh whatever people thought my reputation was, uh specifically going back to you know when we left atlanta and, and moved to winnipeg um i think that was a big part of it whether it was me getting my haircut a different way um or whether it was you know i was listening to a or i saw a clip i wasn't listening i saw a clip uh, of a podcast of one of my ex-teammates and they asked him about me you know how was a young evander um and he was saying oh he's always you know wearing nice clothes and you know Buying bags for whoever, you know, girlfriends or whatever he was with and, uh, you know, rub some of us the wrong way. I'm thinking and it just it just it just kind of validates my points. Like, I don't understand why people cared about what I do in my own personal time. You know, the only thing I'm looking for out of a teammate is one to be a good teammate who treats you with respect when you're at the rink, and somebody who helps you win on the ice. Other than that, I really don't care what you do in your own personal time or how you live your life. That's uh you know, that's on your own time. So um for me, you know, whether it was uh kind of trying to bring a little bit more flair and poise and pizzazz and entertainment to the side of hockey uh, right. that I know guys like JR, you know, love to bring, um that was always frowned upon, especially being in the city in Canada that had just gotten hockey. You back for the first time in a long time, um, yeah, and I think that's where you know people look at that as being selfish. You know, me wanting to have my own brand back in 2011, you know, today that's celebrated in every other sport, that's celebrated. You're look, you know, that's that's being a, a smart business person, right? Is can using your brand to help build your net worth, whether that's financially, whether that's, um, right. you know your celebrity status, whatever it may be. I think those things are important. I think that's why hockey is so far behind is because we don't have nearly enough of that. And we we also don't have as many guys that are willing to do those type of things. Um, And then when you take guys like myself that do enjoy that side of the game and you kind of shit on them for thinking that way or wanting to do different things outside of the normal hockey thing or the normal hockey way, you know, it, it does get... Discouraging it sometimes. You know, well, I couldn't.
0: I could. I couldn't have said it better. I know. Um, I. Um, I one million. I don't even think there's a, a an amount of number that I can agree with you more because the National Hockey League handcuffs people and handcuffs their players to be cookie cutter players, personally, personality wise. To have somebody like you in the game is such a refreshing mentality. I was like that, and I'm still you know i'm still ridiculed and 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 shunned from the national hockey league in certain things because of my honesty and my personality and it's actually the national hockey league is getting hurt by a lack of personality and you, i don't care what anybody says they are but your personality is very important to you and i totally agree be yourself because don't you believe that the way you are and the way that you see yourself and the and the branding and the personality it it it, it goes onto the ice you play with severe attitude and with severe confidence and personality they don't don't you think Evander, that they that they they have a connection between the two don't you think
1: 100 um you know you gotta you have to be yourself um for me i i i play with an attitude um on the ice i i think that's when i'm playing my best um i think you know there's been lots of people that you know, have come up to me and said they enjoy watching me play, not because I have a skill set like Devo <laughs> but because, you know, I'm entertaining right? Yep. And and I think that that is important. Um I think that's not you know, that's not the obviously the only element of your game or what you want your game to be, but to have that, um, I don't know if there's a ton of players that have that or definitely don't showcase it. You know, you can kind of go around the league a little bit and you, you think of guys like maybe a Brad Marchand, mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ovi obviously has a big personality um, you know, PK when, when he was playing and, and you see what he's doing now. Um, so yeah, by the way, I, P. P. P.
0: P. The P. P. I think PK would still be playing if the league probably didn't look down on the way PK was. I don't think PK should have retired. I think he still has a lot in the can, but I think, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. Um, I think, I think some some I think he got a little bit the raw deal from the league because of his personality, and he should still be playing. That's just my my opinion. I love watching him. I love PK, but um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, we talked about it. But I just think you're 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 dead on, man. You're you're bang on with your assessment of a personality. But so, how do you look at yourself? Because you kind of bring so many different elements. So. Tell us Tell us who evander kane is on the ice. Are you the goal scorer because you have a tremendous goal scoring knack you're the, you could fight you're an antagonist you kind of do everything so what's what's evander kane's strength what what do you like when you're on the ice what's what is your best quality and
1: what you bring to a team well i I think um I'm never going to sell myself short. I think uh, you shouldn't being able to put the pocket being being able to put the puck in the net is my best quality. I mean, I I think I can score in different ways. I, I've I've proven that over a, a long period of time. Um, and and scoring consistently, I think is is what kind of separates you know uh, average goal scorers from 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 really good goal scorers. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, as a player, uh, my goal going into every game is. to Try to bring something positive to the team uh, to help us win on the ice. Um, I haven't scored every single game I've played, so you have to be able to do other things. Mm-hmm. And for me, that can be finishing checks, that could be getting in somebody's face, that could be providing some intimidation. Um, that can you be like that part, fight, too. That can, you mm-hmm. like that part. You yeah. like that part, too. You love it. I love that you love yeah. that
0: part. I, I mean, I, I, think
1: it, I think it's a very important... Factor to have on a serious, you know, team who wants to win. Um, I think it can play a role in a series. Um, mm-hmm. I've been a part of series uh, in the past where it has played a significant role, um, and you know, especially with the way the league's going, there's there's a lot less of that. Um, you know, there's there's very few guys in the league that can really play, um, but also from a physical standpoint. Um, can be intimidating. Um, and I think, you know, a little bit of unpredictability can go yeah. a long way and a good can, point can go on their toes. Dying breed. so uh, You're a dying breed. I think having a little bit of that in your game as well can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to score every night. I'm not going to put up 150 points a year, but I try to do, Different things uh, each and every night, uh, and multiple things if I if I can. You
0: to, know to what you you know what you do you know what you do, do every night, and then I'll let Tim ask the next question. You know what you do every night? You're noticed. You're noticed every night for some reason, and that's that's a real cool quality. No, <laughs> seriously, it's a, it's a real cool quality. matter
1: ugly. <laughs>
0: it doesn't matter. Yeah. By the way, yeah. you, you know you care because you do something that. Everybody notices every game, and you can't say that about a lot of players in the game. That I think that's an amazing quality to have and, and a good attribute. So I, I think that's great.
2: You know, it's it's uh, you guys are talking about your physicality and so on. And I was at the Blues uh, Red Wings game last night, and I think I saw four checks for the entire game, and I think Braden Chen threw all four of them for the Blues. Like <laughs> the game is becoming like a skills competition now, and it, it bugs me. It, I I love our game. I, hockey's the best sport, but it's bugging me that we're losing that physicality. You were taking heat last week for a hit on Jonas Brodine from Minnesota and uh, from behind, and I'm like, that's not – yeah, he's finishing his check, but guess what, Brodin? You, you need to learn how to defend yourself, first of all. These guys don't defend themselves anymore, Keener. I, I can't believe it. You know, you and I have talked off camera about – about you know, I told you I'm a big Dana White fan, and, and what he what he speaks about, and he goes, if you're a savage and I and you're a savage in hockey, you can dominate, and you know you got 12 goals this year, probably going to score 35 to 40 goals, and I love it. And and you mentioned about getting under under players' skin. Tell me about Ryan Hartman the other night because I think he's a little grease ball. I don't like the guy, and I'm sorry, but to Minnesota fans, but I don't like him. I think he's dirty, he slew foots people, and so on. And you, I think he took a minor penalty against you because you got under his skin, right?
1: Well, yeah, I, I think he was probably just trying to uh, stick up for uh, his teammate who he hit, which I have no problem with. Um, you know, I actually asked him if he wanted to go. Um, didn't seem interested, but then uh, decided to throw a punch and, and sucker me a little bit. And um, I know I said the other day, too, that... Uh, I thought he purposely dragged his feet over my face and, you know, I stand by those comments for sure. Um, you know, I was there, I felt that it's impossible to prove, but, um, you know, I've been in unfortunately in that situation before last year. Um, and, uh, I know there's some history there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, hockey's a really fast game. Um, hits are going to be made, you know, you, you, talk about, you know, the one thing about hitting, um, that I think is important is like, you know, I learned how to hit when I was and take a hit when I was, you know, 11 years old. Um, and I know, and I'm not too familiar with minor hockey these days, but I know they're kind of pushing that back mm-hmm. to like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand why, you know, but at the same time, it can have an adverse effect where, you know, you have kids that are entering junior hockey that have had one year of hitting under their belt. Um, you know, that can be a dangerous thing and um, I think you know, knowing, you know the one thing my dad always told me when I first stepped on the ice, is even as a kid is you got to protect yourself at all times
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and you know, whether that's getting a hit, that's whether that's getting in the scrum um, you know, guys are ruthless out there um, you know, and it's it's either you or them uh, at the end of the day um, especially when you get to those scrums I know you've been in Jr. Oh, and yeah. You know, guys are trying to, they're not trying to hurt other guys, but they're not, they're definitely not trying to help you. (laughs) No, but you know, it's just as, just as important as learning how to hit, is learning how to
0: get hit, learning how to put yourself in in the best position when you know you're going to get hit. I don't know if you guys saw the game uh, a couple weeks ago where um, uh, one of the Hughes brothers in Jersey, the defenseman was going into the corner and he kind of, instead of going into the corner and picking the puck up and knowing that he's going to have to absorb the hit in the shoulders he actually turned his left shoulder back towards the boards literally turned his head towards the boards so now when he gets hit what does it look like he looks like he's getting hit from behind and he gets absolutely demoralized instead of going absorbing the hit knowing that you're going to get hit don't try to get away from it absorb it these kids today don't know how to take hits and absorb hits which makes the hit look even worse, because they put themselves in, in vulnerable positions. It's a great point by you. And you talked about the speed of the game. I, I, this was not, I couldn't not ask about what it's like being on the same team as who I think is the greatest, most talented hockey player I've ever seen in Connor McDavid. What is it like being on a, on a team, watching this guy day in, day out, how he plays, how he performs, what he's like in the locker room, how, how he is in practice because we see how he is in games. I don't, I don't think I can ever see. Say I saw anything that performs like this guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would I would echo those same sentiments. Um, I don't think anybody has, has seen a player uh, with those individual skills all in one package um, at the speed um, and the quickness he plays with. I mean, you know, everybody was talking about how he would start off um, in a bit of a slump for his standards you know and he's still over a point of game player and then you know the last eight to ten games he's um he just he's just on another level Uh, and it's really hard to understand how somebody can be that good uh at what you do as a professional and how much better they are at it um
0: do you guys look at each other in the locker room do you guys look each other playing the way
1: he's playing do you guys look at each other and go like what the you know? You, you know what? Like, in I've, I mean, I've I've been here now for three years in Edmonton, and like, it's getting to the point where, like, you know, you, you're you're in awe, but it's it's kind of to be expected, and like, you know, you've seen this before, right? What was like the other night? He, actually, that Minnesota game, he scored that Minnesota game. He scored that amazing goal. Where I think we we're like coast to coast. Walked the D-man, kept coming, went behind the net, and then tucked it in on the short side. And it's just like. You know what an incredible individual effort, but like you know that's and kind of a standard goal for him. Well, <laughs> it's
2: unbelievable. <laughs> it, it, like, yeah, it was like when, I, when he came out of the penalty box, you go, Oh, this, this and he got the break where you're like, this is a goal. Like you, you just knew as soon as he came out of the box he grabbed it, you're like, okay, we're scoring a goal here. Hey, you talked about uh we were talking about um injuries and so on. I, I did want to touch on Because Patty Maroon's way here in St. Louis, and your incident in Tampa a couple years ago—was it last year? The year—it was the year before, right? When you got had your last year? No, it was last year. When you had your wrist cut, and it's burned in my memory. I can remember your face as you're skating off the ice. It gives me chills right now. You were scared shitless. How did you know? I'm. I, I. I got a serious problem here. Like, this is not
1: good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew right away. Um, And yeah, like, you know, just even thinking, listening to you a little bit and thinking about that again, like, yeah, like I was genuinely scared because, like, I saw what was, I saw my arm and, you know, I saw the blood kind of squirt out right away. And um, I knew it wasn't good and I needed help immediately. So um, just Mm -hmm. very thankful
2: that uh, the doctors that, can you tell me what Patty Maroon said to you next time you saw you? Because I, I remember him coming up to you. Um
1: Yeah, he it was it was I don't know, it was a little strange actually. He said I he said uh, I think he he kind of said like he didn't uh, he didn't realize what happened or didn't didn't know what happened immediately or whatnot. But uh yeah, he texted me though, um a few days later or or the next day after I had surgery. Uh and, and just wanted to make sure I was right. So I did appreciate that. Pretty cool,
0: Jare. Yeah, it, 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 it is cool. And, you know, obviously NHL guys are the best camaraderie. Nobody wants to hurt one, you know, one to the other. Um, so my last question to you, because I think this is an important one. Um, you know, I, I told you early in the show, I, I see a lot of a lot of your career and what has happened, you know, through your entire career, ups, downs, you know, your, your highs, your lows, I had the same things and I've had to learn a lot of things of a lot of the mistakes that I made. Um, how, how was Evander Kane in his head and how has, has what you've gone through in your career? Because it seems like right now you're in a really good place and you're playing great hockey and you're on a, on a great team. And, but how is, how is, as just steps that, that you have taken and the things that you have had to go through, um, not only in the professional life of hockey, but in the personal life of Evander Kane. Um, it seems like you've, you've really, really come to a good place where you are right now. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would have to agree. I mean, I feel good. Um, life's good. Uh, no, uh, no complaints, pretty stress-free. You know, I got uh, three kids that uh, keep me incredibly busy um, that, uh, that make it fun to come home to, even if you have a tough game. Um, so that's always, that's always a positive. But yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously had, um, I've had a lot of great moments. I've had some tough moments, uh, you know, both professionally and personally. Um, things that uh, that have happened that are embarrassing or um, tough to deal with, um, specifically when things aren't true um, and it, and it it's it, it hasn't been easy, but you know, for me, it's something that uh, it's made me a lot stronger. Um, I think if you yeah. if you go through life without any adversity, you have to really learn and grow. Um, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest things that's that's that I've been lucky enough to to be able to do is is learn and grow from from these things. And um, some of it is self inflicted, some of it isn't, um, and just being able to you know, decipher, uh, what is in, what you don't have control over. Um, and just having a strong mindset, be mentally tough. I mean, there was a point in time where I don't think anybody thought I was going to be playing in the NHL again. Um, and my personal belief, uh, never wavered one bit. Um, I knew the type of player I was, I knew the type of person I was. And, uh, for me, I, I know, I knew that I just needed an opportunity to showcase that. And, um, you know, i was very happy that uh kenny holland and the oilers and mr Cates, uh you know gave me an opportunity to do that and um, just trying to reward them with uh good play on the ice and uh, you are. you're killing it happy to be in edmonton you are you're killing well,
0: it i'm proud of you for that man i'm proud of you for that really yeah. it's yeah, awesome i'm proud really. of it
2: and you know what though buddy it's it, jr's been through shit i've been through shit and i I look at my kids and you know what
1: shit have you been through, Tim? I thought, <laughs> I thought you were tired because you wanted to do a podcast.
2: I I think I'm the only one out of the three of us that was made people magazine, okay? And it wasn't good. Let me just leave it at that. <laughs> Tim's kids tell me he's an awful coach, I don't let him touch the box. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's such. I love. I'm first of all. We love you, and thanks for coming on. We're going to talk about your charity work here in a second because I love what you're doing in Edmonton. I think you got something coming up this Friday, but you know what? You gotta be yourself. And at the end of the day, I I told I my buddies the other day, Kaner I said I am shortening my bench of friends. It's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Because the only people that matter to me right now are my family and a very close group of friends, and everybody else can kiss my ass. Because I really don't give a shit what everyone else thinks. And social media is the sewer of that right now, where they go. Listen, you've got custody of your daughter from from some you know previous engagement. Not too often a guy gets full custody. There's been so many things that's been said about you that is untrue, and that, but people just spew it out there. I was accused of rigging hockey games. That you were accused again. Like it's
0: you not, did rig a hockey game. You kicked the puck away from the Vander for Christ's sake. It's unbelievable.
2: <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable what people want to say. But you know what? I love that you're yourself. Keep yeah. doing it. Keep telling it. I know you're gonna get 35, 40 goals this year. I really want to compliment you on the charity work you're doing in Edmonton. Tell us a little bit about that. I think you've got something coming up this week.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, no. I'm obviously uh, when I got to Edmonton um, and really every city I've ever played in, uh, um, getting in touch with the community has always been something that uh, I've always done and, and been a part of and, and, and wanted to do. And um, coming to a city where hockey's so important. Um, you know i wanted to make sure I, I had an impact on on the community and uh, um last year with my injury I, I had some time obviously uh some free time uh to do a few more things um and decided to kind of start uh, a charity christmas shopping spree um that, I, that i've done here in edmonton uh last year and um we're doing it again uh this friday night and we're doubling the amount of kids that we did last year so i think we have about 200 kids coming out and that's um awesome. something i'm really looking forward to just because of how great it was last year um you know i wanted to make sure that i did it again and um just to kind of give kids uh something to look forward to on christmas when maybe they wouldn't have had that opportunity otherwise so um you know it's a special time of year and uh it it just it makes me feel good uh it makes the people that um help me put this event on feel good and and obviously uh, number one it makes the children feel good so happy I, to do it i love it I love it. It's
0: perfect, perfect way to end an awesome, awesome interview. And again, you know, Vander, thanks for taking the time out. I, I know what it's like when you're playing um, middle of the season. You like to have these off days to just kind of relax. But I know Tim and I really appreciate you being on that. It means a lot and it means a lot to the people that are watching. Seriously, you you know what you just said, what you're doing means a lot to a lot of the kids. and. You have a lot of fans out there, and you deserve them, man. I'm
1: a fan. I'm a big fan I, too. I can't
2: believe that your wife has kept the three kids this quiet the whole time. This is unbelievable.
1: Well, we we got we got a we got a Christmas holiday party tonight, so she's getting ready, and the kids are downstairs eating. They said, make sure the kids. I'm in my son's room right now, like I had nowhere to go in the house, <laughs>
2: but I knew it was gonna be quiet. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, have a few cocktails tonight. We love you, buddy. I love you. Uh, uh, I'm rooting for you guys this year. I know you're going to make the playoffs. Go, you guys are going to go on a great run and uh, keep it going, man. Thanks for coming. Hey, around, well,
0: I have to say, last I picked you guys to be in the final. So let's get going. Keep it going. Okay, let's keep it going. I
1: appreciate it, guys.
0: All right, see you, Vander. Take care. Candy, you're the best. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. See you later. See ya.
1: Okay. Bye now.
0: He's the best, buddy. Isn't he just a tremendous guy? Like seriously, he's he's so good. Um, Look at that smile. I know. I, mean, <laughs> you know. I think what you said was really important. You know, I don't know if he's if he's if he's going to click off if he's going to click off here. Um, but he is. He, he is so. He, he has so much personality, and his you know his 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 competitiveness is is one one of the. Highest in the league and, and not I'll say that about anybody his competitive nature because he was talking about how he wants to do Something even if it's not scoring. It's punching somebody in the face it's yelling at somebody. It's you know Making a back check doing something that is that is important to the game and you know you guys When I say when I say he's noticed every game he's noticed every game for doing something and that's that's a special quality
2: I didn't want to bring this up, this story up when he was on there because I didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable, but I want the listeners to know because it is important that shit gets said about you, shit gets said about me, shit gets said about the King. And let me just tell you this. When he was deciding where he was going to sign uh, three years ago, he was letting me know. He was texting me, hey, I'm going to go to Edmonton, blah, blah, blah. We're talking on the phone one day and I hear this little girl in the background. Now this is when him and his wife had split up, right? Mm -hmm. And I go, Oh, you got your daughter, you know, for the day or the weekend, whatever. And he goes, no, Pillsy. He goes, I've got full custody of her. I go, I go, you what? You have full custody of her. He goes, doesn't happen too often with
0: the, with the, with the male version of that. Right.
2: Think about this. You know what he said to me? Verbatim. He goes, Think about this, Peely. A black man living in California has full custody over on his daughter. And I go, good point. That's unbelievable. So yeah. people want to perceive. People want to listen to all this. Folk. do you think the courts awarded him full custody because of the person? All these out. No, yeah. he's a good person.
0: Yeah, it's a good person. It's it's. He's it's a great I, person. I love it. I love that he came on. Hey, no, everybody. Hey, listen, Peely. Everybody has their their quirks everybody you know every everybody's going to be judged everybody's going to have their the their things that people like and people don't like which you know what makes him makes him an interesting person you know people have opinions because he is like that and that's you know that's i, I think that's something that to, to you know to tip your cap to and now i i want to hear the story now now that he's not here why'd you kick the fuck away from him I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you cheater! Yeah. You're rigging hockey games. <laughs> yeah, hockey games. Once again,
2: I got caught again. You know. So, but you know what I wanted to ask him, JR, and I I didn't want to bore our listeners. I kind of wanted it more for a selfish reason for my son Bronson. Was
0: he is a tremendous skater. Oh, he can skate. He can fly.
2: Oh my God, he's an unbelievable skater. And I wanted to ask. Him, I, I looked it up. He started started playing hockey. He was three years old. I wonder how he learned did he take power skating? Did he take
0: figure skating? Like did you do
2: any of that when you played? Yeah, I
0: was a big I was a big power skating guy. I went to power skating schools. Like those those are the most schools I went to. Like my dad didn't was more skating less puck. Because he said the puck doesn't matter if you can't get to it.
2: 100%, right? right?
0: So you got to become a good skater. You got to go to power skating schools. You got to learn the, the 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 real way to skate, the power moves, the power strides, the position. You know, it's really important cuz once you learn how to skate, if you learn the wrong way, it's really hard to change the 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 body and how it learns to do something. So learn it learn right. it properly the first time. And all you parents out there that have young kids, put them in power skating schools so they learn how to skate the proper way the first time and not have to try to redo it later in in life.
2: 100%. It's all muscle memory, right? Sure. It's a
0: technique. It's a technique.
2: It's like a golf swing. If you try to change your golf swing, it's tough to do that because the muscle memory always brings you back
0: to your, to your original. Play. Yeah. So this, we got about 10 minutes left. I, I And I want to get to this one segment because I think yeah. it's really important. Uh, we've had a couple of suspensions in the league. Grubranson uh, got suspended for a game for attacking cousins. And we had uh, Perron suspended six games for a cross check to the head in, in St. Louis. Um, this is a, uh, This is kind of interesting. I'd love to hear your take on both of the suspensions because there's a lot of talk going on about David Prawn getting six games for a cross-check to the head when he has zero prior infractions in the National Hockey League. That is a massive suspension for a guy who has never been in this situation before.
2: 100%. And, And guess what? Zub, the guy, the the player that he cross-checked, Zub, Zub, whatever his name is from Ottawa, the defenseman came back and played the next shift. Okay, so how really, Jr. How severe was the cross-check? Come on, you've been cross-checked. You know when it hurts, and you've taken a period off or a shift off or missed a game because the guy came back the next shift and you're suspending him
0: for six games. Well, that's that's part of the game. That's part of the suspension process. Is what. What was the injury that was inflicted? Did the other player miss games? That's that's usually what goes into the thought process in the National Hockey League disciplinary program that they say, okay, what what was the result of the play? The result of the play, you just said the guy came back and played. So why six games? It seems there's something else behind it. And I don't know what it is. And we've seen now, this is like the third or fourth time this year that we have seen cross checks to the head now of course i think if we go ask david perron david perron's gonna say i didn't mean to cross check him in the face i meant to cross check him in the shoulder it happened with it happened with uh with chandler stevenson in vegas where he literally cross-checked the guy in the shoulder and it It kind of came it kind of came up the guy fell and he hit his head on the net yeah he hit his head on the goal and he's holding his face like he got cross-checked by Chandler Stevenson and he got thrown out of the game. So there's something happening, but six games for David Perron. Do you believe that he should have got one or two? I think
2: I think three would be reasonable. So this
0: I can tell you right now
2: why player safety, why they felt it was necessary to give him six games. And I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm just giving you a because of being being involved and so on. They gave him six games because he – if Austin Matthews cross-checked the uh, last year in front of the net, boom, he retaliated. Didn't like how he was getting manhandled in front, boom, cross-checks him in the head. I think he got two games for that. The reason they gave him six was the whistle blows. Ron makes a beeline to the guy. It's not – it, you know, it's premeditated. It's not in the heat of the action. I'm not battling with you. It's you had time to think about it. You took it. You took the law into your own hands. I don't have a problem with player safety with that rationale, but I think a guy that has played 1100 games in the NHL and has never
0: been suspended once should get a little leeway. And maybe- well, they, threw the, they, they threw that mentality out the window. Yeah, they did. They, they, they threw that, that, aspect of evaluating a a a, a suspensionable a suspendable play out of the equation. That was because a, they, they can't use that anymore because they just threw was, it out.
2: That was a hundred and forty eight thousand dollar cross check. That's what I got.
0: Well listen, you know David Brown knows better and, and we like we like what he was thinking. He's coming to the aid of Larkin who's laying there on the on the well, ice I, like, like I he got shot like he got shot. Um you know I don't know what happened to him but I saw the play. I mean, I've I've seen guys get hit a million times harder than Larkin got hit in that situation, and I love I love Dylan Larkin. He's one of my f- favorite players, but I do think that he was embellishing a little bit. I'm I don't care. I don't mind saying that it was an embellishment a little bit. Um, but the fact that he was He's sticking sick, up
2: I- bombs in that too, Jair. So uh, you know, uh, in fairness to him. But you know what? And sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to. Is I love Peron. <laughs> I love Perron for what he did, though. Yeah. What I do too. Evander Kane would have done the same thing. We, where where Austin Matthews or some of these other guys that that just don't have any balls these days would stand over in the corner. He's like you said. He's standing up for his teammate. I'm all for that. Yep.
0: I, I love it. I I hey, listen. I'm a I, you know. David Perron, I've, I've spoken with him. I, I really feel like we we have a respect for each other. I, lo- I like the way he plays. I think he's an underrated player. He's a great goal scorer. You don't see this type of mentality in a David Perron. So when you do see it, you have to, you, you have to celebrate it that he's sticking up and he's coming back and doing something for his own teammate. And he, was it the wrong situation, the wrong timing? He got caught with a stick. Yeah, he deserved to get suspended. But sure. he didn't deserve to get suspended for six games. Now, under Gubranson, he got suspended for a game. Now, does he deserve to get suspended?
2: Well, I guess he deserves to get suspended for what his actions are. But thank goodness the league only gave him
0: one. So let's, let's, kind, of, let's kind of break down the whole situation. So Gubranson, earlier in the game, gets hit from behind from, from Cousins. Cousins this correct? Five, should have been five in a game. Should have been five in a game. Another hit from behind. We talked about this with the Vander Kane uh, about hit from behind, about doing the right thing. This was a very, very dangerous hit by Cousins on Gabranson. He should have got five in a game and been tossed, but he didn't. The referees missed it again. No, they didn't.
2: Listen, I'm telling you.
0: You don't think that they, you don't think Cousins should have got five in a game and been been bounced? Hundred percent. But you're That's wrong. That's I just said. The referees missed it.
2: No, they didn't. Listen to me. You got to get off your whiskey in the wild, okay? I'm telling you right now. The referees called Cousins; they gave him a five in a game. This is the problem with the NHL right now. They gave him a five in a game, but because everything has to be reviewed now by Toronto, they get on the headset with Toronto with the situation room. Toronto looks at the hit; they go, "Nah, you know what? It's not that bad. We're gonna re- let's reduce it to a minor penalty." If I'm the ref there and I'm talking to Chris king or Rod pasmer Kay Whitmore or Coley Campbell, I'm going, "Are you are you kidding me? This is a five-in-a-game. This is a blatant five-in-a-game." So now, fast forward, you 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 guys, hockey ops, kept him in the game. You gave him a two-minute minor. So what happens? Your Branson jumps him. Well, guess what would have happened if Cousins had been thrown out like the referees wanted them to? Branson wouldn't be suspended today because he wouldn't have had an opportunity to to jump Cousins. He would have got him down the road. It was a – I don't understand. I would like to ask hockey ops, why did you guys not go into agreement or not agree with the referees on this call? And that's the problem sometimes is you've got to let the referees make the call. They're the ones on the ice that have a feel for the game. You're sitting in the Situation Room in Toronto – Watching it on TV, these guys are living it in person on the ice. Give it to the refs. Let them make the correct call because they did make
0: the correct call. I'm telling you right now, that might have been one of the best, the best descriptions of what it's like to be on the ice as a referee. Because you just said something that was really important. You feel the 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 mentality on the ice, you see what's being done. You see what you see the tempers, you hear what the guys are saying. And there comes a time where you have to let the referees dictate the game. And they didn't the National Hockey League did not let the referees dictate the game. And you know what happened? Cousins came down the boards and Gubranson, who is still fuming in his head because he just almost got his head decapitated and almost got almost got paralyzed from a hit from behind, said, You know what, Cousins, I'm gonna knock your head in. And he went after him, and he jumped him. And I thought it was—I thought it was pretty—it um, was—it was pretty pretty bad that the that the NHL suspended Gabranson, not looking at how the game played or what the circumstances were before, because it was the National Hockey League, and the and the and the you know the camera people or the in Toronto guys that let Gabranson down. They Eric Branson down.
2: What is, listen, you and I would take Eric Branson on our team any day. I and love He's it. a tough. He's a tough. He's a tough player. He's a. He's a big, not, strong defenseman. Not a dirty player. He's played it honest his entire career. He'll fight. He'll do whatever. But at that point, to your, to exactly what you said, Jr. He's like, so you guys aren't going to police this? Well, I guess I got to take it into my own hands. I guess yep. I take care of Cousins, and I don't have one problem with what he did whatsoever
0: listen that what a way to end the show because you you just you just said why this podcast is, is one of the one of the best is because we have a player personality that looks at it one way and we got a referee personality that looks at another and i don't think anybody could have explained that situation better than you did peelsy to understand the situation to understand the mentality this and the the atmosphere that was going on in that ice and um, those are two suspensions that I think were unwarranted, but could have been avoided. And it's I hope I, I just hope that the league and, and some of these guys that are in Toronto uh, understand and, and learn from some of these things that are happening because uh, it's going to keep on happening if they don't.
2: Yeah, I agree, buddy. Very well said. It was yeah. a great show tonight. Uh, we got a couple more before Christmas. I, I think you've been a good boy all year so I don't think you're going to get any coal in your
0: stock. Ah, you think I've been a good boy? Oh, I love <laughs> it. I got you fooled too. Yeah, I know I've been pretty good. Been pretty busy. Um we want to thank uh, our sponsors Whiskey in the Wild and obviously Bet Online. They have been fantastic. I don't know if you see the games that are happening tomorrow or Saturday, but um I think it would probably be a good thing right now if you um we get we get let's throw out a pick for Saturday. Let some of these guys um on the podcast here that are watching in our chat room guys everybody in the chat room thank you for being here and we're reading all it all of your your chats we appreciate you joining us live here on nofilter.net but i'm going to go um hey i'm going to go with uh, a, a little bit of an upset and probably a, a team that is a little underrated but it's playing pretty well i'm going to go with winnipeg at home over colorado on saturday you get some money I think you're going to get some money for your buck on that one. Colorado might be favored a little bit, but um, Winnipeg is surprising me this year. They're they're playing with some gusto and and doing some good things. So my bet online prediction for Saturday is going to I'm going to go with Winnipeg against Colorado at home.
2: I like I like that. And what uh, Colorado might have a little dissension in their locker room right now after uh, after Miko Rantanen's rant, rant uh, about
0: one of his teammates' fathers. Lap. Wasn't that great? Don't That's, you love it? What, I, I, A teammate calls out another teammate's dad, says, hey, up Up, yours, up yours. yours." (laughs) That was great.
2: You know what? That is my only concern, and I'll get to my bet in a second. That's my only concern about Colorado is Gabriel Landeskog is the lead. I ref that team. He is the leader of that team. When he is not there. I love connor uh uh Nathan McKinnon love him he's from the Maritimes where I'm from. I love the kid, but they don't have any real leader on that team right now, and you got a lot of uh Indians or chiefs running the it's not good and when you have a player calling out another player's father in a post game news conference that's not good
0: it's I, not good but let's 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 let's, let's, let's call it let, let's 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 call, call it like it is. There's no way Lekkonen is gonna say anything to Ranton. He's probably gonna go up to Ranton and say, Hey, Miko, I'm really sorry what my dad said. Are we okay? Are we good? <laughs> Just, listen, there is stature. And, and Laukonen is for sure gonna be dragging his tail right behind Ranton and saying, My dad didn't mean anything by it, right? So, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, so so you kind of went out on the limb, which is good. I like I like your pick I like Winnipeg a lot I really like that team a lot I think they're now Kyle Connor' so I read today jr he's out for six to eight weeks for that knee, wow. on knee that knee, on knee hit he took in New York I didn't like the play there wasn't even a penalty on the play now the guy's out for eight weeks he's 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 so underrated and he was having a career year and jr he's so underrated and doesn't get the recognition because he's playing in Winnipeg how do he was playing in Toronto, New York, Boston—unbelievable. So, I, you went out on the limb. I'm going to go for the lock. The lock is New Jersey in Columbus. Columbus stinks. They're—they're they're just a bad hockey club. And I'm—I'm I'm going with Marty Berdure and my New Jersey
0: Devils. And that's your lock of the week. I love it. Well, we'll see. Well. <laughs> You know, the only dud in Columbus is Patrick Lyonet. But anyway, uh, you're the best, buddy. I think you're great. What a great show tonight. Um, Thank you to Vander Kane. Thank you to everybody that joined us live here on No Filter for an amazing show. I think every Wednesday at 7 o'clock right here, we um, we have a very different and interesting take on everything that is NHL. So for Tim Peel and Jeremy Roenick, thanks for joining us for another episode of Snipes and Stripes, we'll see you next week right here, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific on nofilter.net. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas and holiday season.